Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. Three-time award-winning author J.J. DiGeronimo helps women raise their frequencies and empower their future impact through tried and tested strategies, mindfulness, and energetic practices. Formerly a leading woman in the tech industry, she now passionately strives to help women gain more seats at the table by sharing key findings that have helped her and countless others illuminate a path forward. Featured in publications such as Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Thrive Global, DiGeronimo is a regular invite as a speaker to events and conferences. Her work includes three books, two podcasts, and two global online communities, as well as an in-person experience. I am thrilled to be able to share JJ with you today. Hello, hello, and welcome back, Super Expanders. How are you doing? How is your heart? How is your soul today? I am sitting here thrilled, so excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation all day long. I'm really, really excited to share with you this a very, very special woman, JJ D. Geronimo. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to get back together. This is so nice. Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. I am just thrilled to have you here. And I say this with like often, I think I started a podcast so that I could have really amazing conversations with really cool women. But I also like to give a little context of how we arrived to be sitting here today. So I actually had the good fortune of meeting JJ at a essentially kind of like a women's retreat ish kind of situation. I don't know if it was a retreat, but it was a women's get together. Our friend brought just a really amazing group of women together. That was such a special weekend. And JJ was there and I was like, you know what? I know she has got to come and share her story, share her wisdom here in on the super expander podcast. So that's how we arrived here. I'm so excited that you're here today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And we did some fun stuff. I mean, we went to some classes, did some hiking, ate great food. I felt like it was a little bit of like bringing the minds together. So many different women doing so many amazing like jobs and work. It, it was really fantastic. I'm, so being back together is just so nice. So thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a little mastermindy in a way, wasn't it? It was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we waste no time over here at, at the Super Expander Podcast, and we just go deep right away. So I, I got to ask, who is JJ down deep on a soul level? You got to share it with everyone. 
So at a soul level, I am on a journey, like many of us. I'm on a journey really trying to uncover and use all the gifts that I came down on the planet with. And I feel like over my lifetime, I've been shown different glimpses of my life's work in different ways from, you know, my mom to different women. And I feel like a lot of my soul work is to help women step into their soul work. So meta. Okay. So how did you like, what shined a light on that? Like when you said that you'd had certain things that started to, to show you that was what you're, who you were on a soul level as a, a soul guide, essentially. Well, I believe we pick our parents and oftentimes our parents teach us some of the biggest lessons. So for me, I was brought into a family that had minimal means and I was brought in with a mom that had a tumultuous childhood that carried on into her marriage. And even though, you know, from the outside, things looked fine inside, she was struggling to really step into her own voice, to her own desires and even goals And throughout my life, I've seen that in different scenarios play out and fast forward decades. I do a lot of work with women in groups that are looking to really uncover more of their why. And little did I know early on, you know, my mom started taking me to Lilydale and doing some spiritual stuff that I would have a spiritual component to it. But just in the last 18 months, I really married this whole professional woman's sphere and leadership with energy practices. And how do women use energy practices to really get under the covers of who they are as people so that they can align with their life's work? Oh, no, we're really getting juicy here. All right. So let's talk about this energy work. So what is, what is it like, explain that for someone who might not know exactly what you mean in that. And the reason I say that is because I feel like we talk about energy work in so many different ways and facets. So let's like dial that in even a little bit further. Yeah, I mean, You're doing energy you do. work. Yeah. Even breath work, mindfulness work, that's all really tapping into like source energy and the energy that flows through our body. But some of the energy practices that I've used and Uh, In human design, which is one of my favorite things, I'm a three, five. So I'm a big trial and error person. So I have to try all these things. And so since 2016, I feel like I've been running around going to different retreats and different practitioners to really figure out who I am, what makes me tick, you know, what work do I really want to focus on? Because the work I thought I wanted to do, which was in tech for multiple decades. And then I wrote two books, but I was still feeling like I wasn't there yet. Like I really wasn't aligned with my truest self. I really wasn't doing the work I was supposed to be doing. And I felt a huge void. And so for me, I had already done the Myers-Briggs, the strength finders, you know, I've already done 360 reviews, all these things that happen in corporate America, like the masculine bubble. And I was like, you know what? I need to go even deeper. I need to really understand myself at levels I haven't done thus far. And so I spent years going to energy practitioners to understand kind of what was holding me back. What were my biggest fears? Where did my self-doubt come from? What is the work I'm really supposed to be stepping into? And so that's really how I use energy practices and practitioners. And that's like a whole range of different Most of them are ancient practices. So anything from astrology to astrocatography to past life regression to 
um, human design and gene keys, I mean, archetypes. I could just go on and on. Oh my goodness. It's like a lifelong study of the gene keys and, and human design. It's so like complex. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so lucky because I have, I call them light workers, the bringer of the light, the people who share light lessons with you or love lessons or soul lessons with you. I call them light workers, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a term I define, but it's one that I've accepted. I have so many light workers with me. Like my fifth grade best friend uh, is an human design now, now wasn't that obviously, but was, is like a human design gene key expert. You know, I have another woman I met when I'm 17 and she's a medicine woman. She heals everything with herbs and vegetables. So I feel like I've been a collector of energy practitioners my whole life. So, so cool. So you're a three, five, are you a generator? I am. I'm a one, three generator. We share a three. We're workers. (laughs) We share a three. (laughs) I love that. So when did you first discover your human design since your, your best friend is a. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because I had done human design a long time ago, but I really didn't do it. Like I kind of got the report. I read it, I put it aside, but I didn't really know. I didn't really go back to it. So I feel like I'm circling back around on a lot of these things for the sixth time, the seventh time, Mm -hmm. because the more you learn about yourself, like I'm a huge into birth charts and astrology. That's what I've learned over the, during most of the pandemic, I learned how to read birth charts in my spare time, which I had a lot of it. So that was really the can opener for me. Like my son is in the eighth house, which means I like to talk about really thing. I like to talk about vulnerable things, things people don't really want to talk about. And I want to do it at work in my 10th house. And so it gave me more permission to talk about the topics that I thought were more voodoo, like, oh, who is going to take me seriously if I start talking about any of the stuff that we've so far discussed? But I did it. My third book is all about energy and how you align to your energy. And it takes a lot of uncovering and dusting off and digging deep and being honest about your real fears that are often holding you back from stepping into your real work. Mm. All right. Since we're there, do you have any tips for people as they're starting to maybe even see a fear or access that? I mean, how do you even like get into what your real fears are, right? We know what our surface fears are. You're like, um, you know, I'm scared of heights or I'm scared of, right. Those are our surface things, but with those like deep down, the things that really hold you back, how do you access them? How do you find them? Yeah. I almost say that verbatim in my book speaking, like we all know people are afraid of snakes and heights and all that, but that's not the fears we're talking about. We're talking about the fear of failure the fear of looking ridiculous, the fear of making a mistake, the fear of putting yourself out there when you don't have all the facts, right? That fear that is like kicks in as soon as you decide like, oh, I really think I want to do this. Or what if I stretch and work towards that? Or what if I put my hand up for this promotion? Or, you know, really kind of going beyond where you are, the stories that kickstart in your head right away, those are the fears, and there, I should say, those are the stories that are anchored in the fears. But most of us don't know about there, at least I didn't, because I was never mindful. I went 35, 40 years without being mindful. I was, you know, living in the past or planning for the future. And I really wasn't living in the present moment. And when you're not in the present moment, you cannot really determine what is driving your actions. Ugh. 
preach. We were like really speaking my language here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so true. I know it's funny when you said that. It's like my famous thing when I always tell people when they pick, if you pick up your phone first thing in the morning, you're either living of, in fear of the past or in fear of the future. And you start your day in that way versus starting your day, connecting to yourself and, and present. And I think that when we start looking at those fears, right. And you start to uncover them. I talk a lot about nervous system regulation and that connection to the things that have happened to us way long time ago in the past, whether it was in childhood or even in a past life. So in your energy work and the work that you do, how do you tap into that? And how do you clear those up? How do you start to move through them? How do you like, uh, I don't think fear ever goes away, right? It doesn't, it doesn't actually go away, but what, what are your ways to walk with fear? Well, first I get help. So I just want to be really honest. I mean, I've read hundreds and hundreds of self books. Anyone can check out my good read. I'm a reader. So I'm always looking for better ways to live my life. And I will tell you that I've really had to monitor myself, which took, you know, I started mindfulness practice in 2016. I went to John Kabat-Zinn, like eight week course. I had to start, like started three times because I was really, I mean, it really takes a lot to fold into that. And if you're not really ready, sometimes you just don't feel like you have time or this is nonsense. And so it's like your whole psyche has to be ready to make a shift. And I feel like that's where I was when I started my mindfulness. It took me a few times to really get that going. But over the years, I've learned that I have to really monitor, one, how I talk to myself. So anytime like I'm getting ready to do something or I've already done something, made a huge mistake or whatever, I have to watch how I talk to myself. Usually how I talk to myself is a good indicator of how I talk to other people. So I have to pay attention to the conversations inside of my head and what I say. But two, I pay attention to what I watch, what I read, right? What I pay attention to online. And I'm really big about monitoring my frequency or my energy. Mm-hmm. And I see that like many people do. Like I see it like as a radio station. Like I don't want to hover at 94.9. Like I'm just not interested. I want to be at 97.9 or 102.7. And to do that, I have to be super duper mindful of what I pay attention to, what I talk about, what I read, what I eat, everything in between. Oh, yep. All the things, all mm. the things we are set. We absorb it all, right? Uh, whatever you're, you're looking at, what you're listening to. And it does start with that internal dialogue, right? The words, the words we choose to say to ourselves really have a massive, massive impact. So I want to, let's talk a little bit about your most recent book. Let's, let's talk about that. I have a question for you. Have you joined the super expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. 
super excited about this book. So we were together is just getting ready to just hit the street. So I was like nervous and excited, but seeking. So the initial title of the book was my working title was off the side of her desk. And you'll see on the cover, it's a woman, it's a desk with all these things happening on the side because I reach and talk to so many people like, well, on the side of my desk, I'm learning to be a Reiki master or on the side of my desk, I'm doing trips to, you know, ancient sites or, you know, it's just so crazy what people are doing off the side of their desk. And usually those are fuel stations, things that energize them, things that they look forward to doing, things they want to share and talk about. So that was the working title. But over the time of testing it with people, they were like, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? So through the writings, I really found that the word seeking kept coming up and, you know, I have it listed so many times in the book and it's like, we're seeking for more information. We're seeking for new insights. We're seeking to get around something that's been holding us back forever. And I used to keep asterisking all these little things that would come to me because I really do believe I wrote the book in orchestration with the universe, because there's stuff that I just don't even know how I could write if I didn't have sort of somebody working through me. Mm -hmm. And so I have 74 key findings in the book to raise your energy, sidestep your self-doubt and align with your life's work. Ooh. Okay. So I have to ask 74, like, is that a number? And yeah. And of course I work with a numerologist, right? With the number 74. (laughs) I mean, I know 74 is a number, but I mean, like a, a number of importance. It isn't, well, it's, it's a number of importance. And when I talked to my friend, Michelle, that I went to Mount Shasta with, she's a a numerologist and she was telling me like how awesome it is, like the 74, right? The, The seven and the four combined represent letting go of conditioning or patterns we have collected along the way that have been holding us back. Okay. Seven plus four is 11, right? The number 11 reminds us of our knowing and intuition, with a powerful connection with the energies of the universe. And one plus one, so you take 11, two, the spiritual number two highlights a partnership with the universe, our inner self and one another to work together to co-create as you have a higher role on earth. Love that. So good. Ah. So it's pretty exciting. I feel like this came through me in so many ways, but it allowed me to highlight the journey that I've been on, but really create a tool for other people that feel like they know there's something more. They just don't know how to get to it. Mm-mm-mm. So good. So I have to make sure that that is in the show notes for everyone to go and find it and easily order it. Cause I know that they all now want to, to jump in and read it. So the the process of writing that book, how long did it take? Mm, it's funny. It took a long time, but I didn't really, I didn't, like. I submitted it to Hay House. So that was my initial desired publisher. I went to their weekend writing. I had already had two other books. So I knew like, I knew how to write a book and all of that, but they didn't pick it up and nor, nor did six other publishers. They did not pick it up. And I was like, oh, I was so depleted. I was like, well, I'm just not going to do it. Who do you think you are? You don't know what you're doing. And then it just sort of came to me one day, like the, the cover and the title started coming to me. And I felt like I could visualize it more and more. And I just basically took all my stuff and just sat down and I'm like, I'm going to get this done. And it's funny because I'm working, I have a, another light worker that I'm working with on something and she is in the, in the publishing realm and she's in, in um, some of the spiritual publishers. And then she was telling me how many times 
she's had to rewrite things and how many times they've changed things around in her. And with this book, I really feel like the final version came through me and there is an absolute purpose why it was not picked up because it just does not want to be edited. Yeah. It just needs to be, and it's already gotten so many great accolades and reviews and I'm super excited about it. And I feel like it happened just the way it was supposed to. But during those steps, I was questioning who I was, what I was thinking, why can't I get picked up by anybody? And now I just laugh because- there's not one thing I would change in the book. And the people who read it are doing something because of the book, right? They're signing up. They're letting go of something. They're changing something. They're stepping into something they had on their list two decades ago. So I know now that it's really was sort of serendipitous or the universe had a hand in it, that it was supposed to come out a certain way. And that's just the way it was supposed to be. Oh my gosh. So you ended up self-publishing then, is that? I did this one. Yeah. yeah, I did this one. And I actually went back and got all of my books from all my publishers and rebundled them all under my own name because I want to help more women get published. Because if I can't get published after two books, like it's got to be so hard for women and we need more women's voices out there every way we can get them. Absolutely. Every way. Oh my gosh. Every way. Truth. Truth. I love that. So then are you working on like making your own publishing house? Is that? I did. Yeah. So yeah. So publishing this book, I actually created a publishing house to do so. And it's not something I'm going to do like this minute, but I'm putting it out into the universe that I will be a tool and activist for other women's stories. Okay. So that is a perfect lead into you have to tell me a super expander story then because you're doing, you know, you self-published a book, you made a publishing house, you made the leap, you transitioned out of tech and into your purpose. You're a soul guide essentially to help women to uncover and connect to their purpose and soul. There had to have been someone along the way that, that inspired you, showed you that what you're doing now is all possible for you. Cause those are big moves. Yeah, that's so, that's so amazing. You know, as I mentioned before, I read a lot of books. So I, I mean, there's just so many authors and really women that have inspired me, but for this particular chapter in my life right now, I have to think of Louise Hayes. I mean, I've never even said that out loud, but like I, all summer that I was writing this book, I was thinking about her, that she got a book published when women didn't get published that much. And then she was so inspired that she wanted to publish other people that she loved their work. And that's how she started, initially started Hay House, which was amazing as a woman to be able to create that from nothing. And I'm like, you know, Louise has left the planet at this point, but she has such a following of people that are continuing to try to get their energetic voice out into the world to make the planet a better place to live. And if I can help in that mission, not only for my own work, but for other women, I feel like I am doing that a little bit because of what she was able to do decades ago when honestly, it was almost unheard of the work that she was doing then. When you hear these stories about women, just like her, doesn't that, it's like it blows your mind. It blows my mind. And, And I mean, I could go on for an hour and a half about all the women that have impacted me and the work that I'm doing today. But I feel like women hold the keys of unlocking the love and light for the planet. Mm, I, yeah, I believe that too, deep down. So, so powerful. 
Uh, and I love that you your your super expander was someone that you actually haven't specifically met because we talk about this here in, inside of the podcast a lot. Is that your super expander doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to a be like some famous person that's like on TV kind of person. It doesn't. It could be someone. It could be someone like that. It could be someone in history. It could be someone that literally is sitting on your couch right next to you. It's uh, just someone that has inspired you and really deeply impacted your life, which I feel like is inspiring just to even hear that someone, like it's a legacy thing, right? Like imagine, like I'm sure she's somewhere out there looking down and thinking like, dang, yeah, that's why I did this. And she didn't do it until she was much later in life. That's the beautiful thing too. And I feel like when you start to work in your life's work, things are brought your way. And little things here, little things have keep coming my way. Like I've been doing these retreats for women just because I feel like I need it. And an energy practitioner or light worker told me, just build what you want to go to. And so I've started to do these for five years. And now I've been granted this amazing property on Lake Erie. I mean, amazing. And I believe it's the universe saying, just keep going. Just keep going. We'll support you. Yeah. Uh, I got chills on that. Oh, so good. Oh my goodness. Okay. So everyone listening, I know that they want to be able to find you, to say hello, to get into your world. So what is the best way for everyone to find you? Yes. Yeah. So obviously you can find me by my name, JJ DiGeronimo, but one of the greatest things that I've created to date is a community called Together We Seek, because I'm seeking right alongside everybody else And I'm bringing some of my favorite energy practitioners into this community. I've been interviewing them. We've been talking about how to dig through your fears and sidestep your doubts and energy practices you can use. And it's right now we can, you can download so many of these discussions for free just to get a feel for what type of practices might be calling you. So together we seek that online is where you can find me on a regular basis, uh, interviewing lightworkers and energy practitioners. I love it. So easy access for everyone. They'll be able to slide down in the show notes and and find that so they can come say hi, follow you on social media, but also come and, you know, get into your, into your community and join in all of the amazing things that you have going on there. Okay. So if you had just one little juicy extra nugget of wisdom, there's been so many already, what would it be? Well, I think, uh, Yep. The whispers, that's the, your intuition guiding you. Right. And it is, it's a, it's kind of like a muscle you have to flex, but you cannot, you will not hear it. If your, your life is too packed, jam packed, right. It's, it's just like the volumes turned down so low and you've got headphones on, on full blast and you just can't hear it. That's the truth. And it really does take practice, but it's good practice. It's good practice. And you can start like right now by just tapping your toes or snapping your fingers, or maybe just going outside and just being, you know, taking in five to seven senses that you feel or see and smell out there, because it's really like that joy of life. That's where it exists in the present moment. You're not going to be able to chase joy down. You're just, it's just not going to happen. Oh, I, I, that was a mic drop moment there. That's a, a quote for sure. You're not going to be able to chase joy down. You just actually have to create the space and tap into the present moment to find it. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Such an amazing conversation. I'm so grateful for you and all of the things that you shared today for sharing your light, for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for the invitation.
Yes, we'll catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media. 